Hi. Uh, well, excuse me. Welcome to Visceral Reflections. Uh, this is Tom. And um, uh, that was Hold Us Together, live version by Matt Marr. And uh, that song just makes me happy. So I love the live version. I love when the crowd sings. And I just wanted to share that um, tonight. And literally, well, it's almost midnight. So we are on the edge of Holy Week. And I'm super excited about it. And um, uh, this this probably, well, I shouldn't even say this because it never works out when I do say this. But this is going to be just a short show to just preview Holy Week. And I got a couple housekeeping items I want to share with you. And um, why don't we pray... And then, um, let's get down this road. Uh, Father God, thank you for today. Thank you for your word and your spirit. Lord, thank you for all the blessings that we can even, uh, so many, Lord. Lord, obviously, you know, we th we're thankful for our salvation. We're thankful for Christ coming. We're thankful for the gift of creation and so much love and care went into that. Lord, we thank you for community. And that's why I love the song, Hold Us Together, Lord. Thank you for the gift of community that, yeah. you know, it's not good that man should be alone. And you, you gave us the church. You gave us family. You gave us friends. You gave us community at large. And Lord, it's just, it's a great encouragement. And... We thank you. Uh, we thank you for the gift of children and the gift of conscience so we can make wise choices. The gift of conviction so that we can uh, know when we're on the right path and the wrong path. Um, Lord, thank you for the gift of compunction that we can leave our baggage at the cross and not carry around the guilt and shame of things we regret. Things that we shouldn't have done. Things that were done to us that shouldn't have happened. Whatever it may be, Lord. We just we thank you for <clears throat> the promises that are coming. And um, the fact that we can look ahead and in our salvation, we, we know that the day is coming when you're making all things new. And even now you're making all things new. And one, hundred, one heart at a time, you're building your kingdom. One day you'll... One day we'll just celebrate and everything will be made new in healing. No more tears, 
more sin. No more pain and suffering. Lord, we just thank you and we know that your promises are true and that you're faithful and that you have proven your faithful time and time again. And we know you you will hope your word is always true and you can't deny yourself. And Lord, we thank you that you are the the God who never changes. We thank you for your immutability. We thank you that we can trust in you because you're not going to change your mind later. Lord, we thank you that your loving kindness is everlasting. And Lord, as, as human beings, as, as creatures who are ridden with sin and fickle and in our creatureliness, uh, we change our minds all the time. Lord, help us to, to understand the magnitude of having a God that is good, that loves us, that has a plan for us, that has good plans for us. And that God, you, Lord, our God never changes. We thank you and we praise you and we're grateful. Thank you for the promise in your word, Hebrews 13, 8 that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's a wonderful promise, Lord, and we uh, it enables us to stand firm, Lord, and we are just thank you. Uh, we just thank you. We just thank you. Please bless this week, Lord, as we... Like I said, I'm really super excited about Holy Week. Uh, and I say that as your your child, but Lord, I'm hopeful for um, those who are coming to the cross, those who are returning to you, for the good things you're going to do in your family, for the prayers that you're answering, for the healing you're providing, for everything that is encompassed in this week, Lord. I just pray that you would reveal yourselves to us in a deeper way, in a new way, in a profound way that we could know you and love you and have deeper communion with you. That Christ would continue to be formed in us. That we would bear fruit of eternal value for your glory. Lord, we thank you and we praise you and we're grateful. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Well, um, <laughs> I, I wanted to do another show on Lent before we got to Saturday night. But um, frankly, it was a rough week. Um, a lot going on and... Um, just wasn't able to, but I did want to squeeze this show in and then tell you about what's coming. So 
Um, it's Palm Sunday, and um, this is the beginning of the victory over death. Uh, before I get into this, I, I just want to do a couple of housekeeping items real quick. Um, our, um, if you want to email the show, if you have prayer requests for, for Holy Week, if you, people you want to lift up for salvation, um, the email address is info at foundationalknowledge.org, info at foundationalknowledge.org. Um, you know, if you return into the cross and, you know, you just want the Lord to heal you and welcome you back and, um, help him under, help you understand your story better. Any of those things that are unfolding in your life and you want prayer, you can share those. Uh, one prayer request I'll, I'll share with you. Um, I, I sent out a bunch of Bibles, um, this week. I had them uh, engraved with people's names and, um, just folks that I feel the Lord has been calling that don't know him yet and then just praying for the I know God's word doesn't return void Isaiah 55 says that and I just pray for the recipients that their hearts would be prepared that God would speak to their hearts that by the kindness of God convict them of their sin and that they would come to know the gospel that they would not only have a blessed life here, but that they could also look forward to a good eternity. And, you know, we always say that on this show, we want you to have a good life, but more importantly, we want you to have a good eternity. Because if you're not going to have a good eternity, there's frankly nothing in this world that'll be worth it. Because this life is so brief. And... You know, you before you know it, it's it's over. So just praying for a salvation for many people, and just wanted to make sure the the email address was out there so that we can pray for you. Um, coming up this week, I plan on doing another show like we did at Christmas, as um, the gospel or invitation to forever. And I, I want to share that. So if you have folks that you want to share the gospel with, um, maybe you could either use the recording or you, um, or maybe take some language out of what I share to share with your loved ones. Um, I don't know what day I may do that on Good Friday. Um, I, I need to try and do it ahead of time, but, uh, we'll see. Um, but I'm hopeful we'll publish it on Good Friday. Um, um, I mentioned um, I mentioned last year that we were doing a lot with the website development and uh, just could not get on the same page with the, the, the web designer. Um, but have someone new now and they're going to start to work on some of those open items. So... Um, so for foundationalknowledge.org, some of those will be coming out. Um, there's going to be a new class this summer that I'm going to spearhead. 
Um, and I'll tell you more about it once we have the dates. Um, but it's based on Ken Boa's book, Conform to His Image. And it's about um, uh, growing in our Christlikeness. And so, um, so that'll be coming this summer. It's going to be about a 12, 13 week course. And uh, I'll get you more details. So just keep that in mind. The book is 500 pages. And plus there's a study guide. So if you want to get it now and start reading, no worries. I'd say go for it. Um, the last thing I wanted to share is Visceral Reflections has a playlist for Holy Week on Spotify. And it's been made public. So um, there's a few playlists on there that, frankly, um, I always forget to mention, you know, but um, they're there. Um but the Holy Week playlist is on there. It's about two hours of music. And, um, um, yeah, that's largely it. Um, so, um, as we get into, you know, what is Palm Sunday? You know, the, the questions come up um, a couple of times in the last few days. And so I'm just going to read something to you. This is actually from my church website. It says, um, I mean, one thing we know is that the early church would practice, um, not practice, they would um, celebrate Palm Sunday by going up to the Mount of Olives and uh, recreating the triumphant entry. Um, Here's what, what we've written on our website. On Palm Sunday, we celebrate the entrance of Jesus as a king into the city of Jerusalem, the historical capital of the kingdom of Israel. This kind of entry in the city was well known in the ancient world. By the time of, of Jesus, this was a celebration reserved for the Roman emperor and his family alone. Historically, the Roman triumph was awarded by the Roman Senate to generals and their armies who were returning from a decisive military victory. Uh, Roman emperors would stride into the city on horseback with a giant parade, um, dragging along the spoils of war, both riches and prisoners. As the emperors, his soldiers, and those who were part of his victory party rode into the city, the crowd would join the procession behind them. Jesus made an important statement to the people as he rode into the ancient city on a donkey colt, which is a symbolic animal of peace. Like a great emperor returning victoriously from war, he was greeted by the crowds with shouts of triumph, Enjoy and waving palm branches. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Luke 19.38 Jesus' triumphant entry declares to everyone that he is a king and lord and that he will be victorious in his mission to, to defeat sin and death once and for all. The church has preserved this celebration and enters into Jesus' triumphant arrival to Jerusalem through the liturgical celebration of Palm Sunday, which marks the beginning of Holy Week. Palm Sunday set the tone for Holy Week as one of the ultimate victory and joy. The procession of this day holds special guidance because it is the beginning of, of one liturgical movement that arcs through um, Maundy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and Easter Vigil. Historically, the clergy would begin the procession outside the church. The palms, an ancient symbol of triumph and victory, 
are blessed outside prior to the procession and weighed by the crowd to the crucifix. Um, I'm sorry, to the crucifix, gospel book, and clergy pass by. The whole congregation joins the procession and enters the sanctuary together. These palm branches are saved and later burned to be used as ashes on Ash Wednesday of the following year. Um, anyway, that statement's on our website. And as you guys probably remember, Ash Wednesday is the beginning of Lent, um, you know, that happened 40 days ago. And, of course, uh, we call it Ash Wednesday in um, reference to Genesis 3.19, that we are of dust, and to dust we shall return. Uh, but I just wanted to share that with you. You know, some of the things that are going to go on this week, and I want to I give you the scriptures if you want to write them down. You're welcome to. Um, or you don't have to. Um, but Palm Sunday, you can read about in Matthew 21, uh, Mark 11, um, Luke 19, and John 12. So that's where you can read about those. Uh, Monday, Thursday, um, the Last Supper, um, you can read in Matthew 21, uh, Mark 14, and Luke 22. Uh, Good Friday, the passages are Matthew, Matthew 27, Mark 15, Luke 23, and John 18 and 19. Um, in regards to Good Friday... You may also want to look at uh, the prophecy of Isaiah 53 and then Psalm 22 um, as well. Now, there's not a lot about Holy Saturday, um, but I'm going to come back to that. Um, and, of course, Easter Sunday or Resurrection Sunday, uh, Matthew 28, Mark 16, Luke 24, and John 20, and of course, uh, one of our life first chapters, 1 Corinthians 15, is the uh, Paul's letter to the Corinthians and talking about the resurrection, and that is our resurrection chapter. Um, you know, but I, I talk about Holy Saturday, and sometimes I talk about the season of Holy Saturday. You know, in Matthew twenty-seven sixty-one, it says Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting at the grave. The other Mary, I believe, is Mary, the mother of James, if I remember correctly. Um, it says they were sitting at the at the grave, and I think that's important for us to think about because we can be in seasons of bewilderment. We can be in seasons of disbelief. I can't believe that happened. Lord, what is going on? You know, and, and we can get um, on loose footing. Um, and we can get um, unstable in our faith. And, and these are all very, very human reactions. Um when disbelief sets in, sometimes fear sets in, you know, and it happens to everybody. I mean, uh, think about um, uh, David, the man after God's own heart, him before Achish pre pretending to be insane out of fear, 
he thought he'd be put to death once they've realized who he was. And then he led armies and they, they had, they sang songs about his great victories and where he was in full vulnerability before Akish would, and, um, they had an opportunity to kill him to eliminate a great threat and um you know he at a fear of death he just um he faked insanity and you know and <laughs> i i think if i remember the text it's uh he says why are you troubling me with this uh, insane person do i need another insane person in my chambers um, just the way he said it was kind of amusing. It's like, get him out of here. Um, but, but my point is, on when I say Holy Saturday, the season of Holy Saturday, that's a, that's a time where you you might think darkness won. And um, with the drama of Good Friday and our human tendency to doubt our human tendency to fear, um, our struggle to believe sometimes, um, the followers of Jesus were, could have been sitting there on Holy Saturday, bewildered. I, it doesn't sound from the readings like they were saying, oh, he'll, he said he's going to rise on the third day. He'll be back tomorrow. Everyone relax. Um, that text doesn't exist. Uh, we know Peter denied the Lord three times on Good Friday. Um, and we know that they scattered. Um, the disciples scattered. So if you're in a season of Holy Saturday, if you're in a season of bewilderment, if you're in a place where you're looking for a miracle, I just want to encourage your heart and... Consider what the Lord is able to do. You know, I, I think about, you know, right now, Abraham comes to mind. Abraham waited, him and Sarah waited, I believe, 28 years to have Isaac. Let me frame the conversation for you. They were tired of waiting. So they, in their human thinking, they decided, well, maybe, you know, just um, go into Hagar and, and get me a child. So they did that because they were trying to make provisions for God from their lack of belief. And um, but yeah, God was not done creating the conditions for them to come together and, and have a child. So, um, but af after the time had come and Isaac was born and he'd started to grow, he was told to sacrifice him. And, you know, the book of Hebrews, Hebrews 11 says that Abraham put him on the altar and he knew in his heart that it was okay because God can raise the dead. And uh, to me, that's a profound encouragement 
Because if you're seeking a resurrection in your life, um, if you're seeking a recovery, if you're seeking um, a reconciliation, if you're seeking something that um, in your mind takes a miracle, you know, we have a God who delights in the impossibilities. Um, that comes to mind because that's my screensaver. Um, on my phone, but you know, the Lord does those things because these are ways that he grows our faith. Um, well, you know, the Lord is not a big believer in pragmatism. He likes to put his glory on display and he likes to do it for his children. And I just want to encourage your heart that if you feel like Mary or Mary looking at the grave of Jesus in disbelief, wondering how did this happen I don't understand I just want to encourage you the Lord sees and he knows Psalm 56 says he counts our tears and puts them in a bottle in the Sermon on the Mount, he, he says that our hairs are numbered. He knows us so intimately. And so if you're in that place, I just want to share with you that God has a good plan. And sometimes it's hard to see. Sometimes his timing is not our timing. Sometimes he has um, something better that we haven't imagined. Um, C.S. Lewis wrote that um, you know the problem isn't that we want too much, is that we want too little. I don't remember the exact quote, but he's like, we're half-hearted creatures. And like a child that's sitting in... in you know, is content making mud pies and sitting in the sandbox making mud pies because they don't even have the ability to imagine um, going on a luxurious, you know, um, Bahama vacation, for example. Uh, that's the gist of the quote. I don't remember the exact quote. But it, it paints a good picture of where we allow our minds to go in the goodness of God. And, um, you know, sometimes God will give us everything we hope for, but it's not what we imagined. And, um, you know, I uh, shared last time about grace in the ordinary. You know, part of what I didn't read to you from that encounter was, um, you, you've all heard of the proverbial, the proverbial, I can never say proverbial. Yeah, I just said, uh, you, you always uh, hear of the proverbial man stuck on the island. And, um, you know, a, a motorboat comes to save him and he says, no, thanks. I don't need a ride. God will save me. And then a ship comes to save me. He says, no, thanks. I don't need a ride. God will save me. And then he says, uh, then a helicopter shows up and he says, no, thanks. God will save me. And then he dies on the island and God, he dies. He goes before the Lord and says, Lord, why didn't you save me? 
He's like, well, what do you want? I sent you a motorboat, a ship, and a helicopter. That's grace in the ordinary. And um, sometimes we don't recognize it. Um, but that's what I love about the gift of community. That's why I love about starting this this episode with uh, the song from Matt Marr. And... I just want to encourage you if you're, if you're there and in that place, you know, and, and the truth is some, some of the things we hope for, some of the healing with it, we seek some of the miracles that we await. They may not happen on this side of heaven, but we have faith in a God that has a good plan and we're going to walk through this life as citizens of heaven, making our way through this world. And the Lord is going to give us his peace and his healing and his encouragement. And, and we'll have joy and we'll laugh again. And I just want to encourage you that way. Um, you know, I, I always have these thoughts about Holy Saturday. Because I, it's, I sometimes, you know, I can close my eyes and imagine what everybody was thinking. Even though Jesus told them that this is happening. You know, Matthew 16, uh, he told them and they clearly understood because Peter rebuked him. He said, get behind me, Satan. You set your mind on the things of man and not the things of God. Uh, thank goodness that, um, you know, the Lord was on a mission and it was going to happen regardless you know it's kind of funny um the question came up a couple weeks ago how did the devil not know this was going to happen did he really think he had a victory and um i don't want to speculate on what the devil would think um but Paul wrote that um, the Lord Jesus made a public spectacle, a public display of victory and triumphing over death and the devil on the cross. And, um, yeah, it made me think of, you know, if, if you ever play chess, then the analogy, um, you know, where... Sometimes you're just making your moves, and but the, there's already a foregone conclusion, and you're like, uh, bishop to king's rook seven, bishop to rook king's rook seven, king's pawn three, king's pawn three, checkmate. And, you know, the devil lost three days ago and didn't even know it. And, you know, sometimes uh, life can be like that too. You know, you, lo you lost five moves ago, and, and but you didn't realize it. Um, but, you know, the, just that question makes you think of that because God had a plan. And, you know, from the foundation of the world, this was set in motion that, that this was happening. And, you know, uh, Ephesians 1 talks about eternity past and the victory that God had planned. So, um, anyways, as we get into Holy Week, I just encourage you to, you know, think about what you did in, during Lent. Think about the things that you are seeking to repent of, the things that you are um, 
working on for improvement, the self-sacrifices that you're making, the self-examination in areas you, where you want to do better. You know, if whether maybe it's not sin, maybe it's just a commitment to learn more scripture. Uh, maybe it's a commitment to take inventory of the fruit of the spirit in your life and see where you're lacking. You know, um, you know, maybe you're hesitant to share the gospel with folks. Maybe you're um, too busy. Uh, maybe you need to uh, create margin in your calendar so that you can make space for what God wants to do with you. Uh, whatever it is, I just want to encourage you that in as we go into Holy Week, make a commitment, get some face time with God and make a commitment about steps you want to take to continue walking in a manner worthy of his calling. Ephesians 4.1 says that we should all walk in a manner worthy of the calling. And so I would encourage you to do that. And, um, you know, and, and make a commitment to to walk in obedience. John says that we, we show our love for God um, by obeying. And, you know, we know that to obey is better than sacrifice. So as we live a life of response to the gospel... I would just encourage your heart to just look at ways that you can uh, improve um, as you seek to have Christ formed in you. And, you know, just some verses to encourage you. I want to read to you from Romans 12, or Romans 12, Hebrews 12. Um, Romans 12 and Hebrews 12 um, are both life first chapters um, that we should know. But, you know, we know Hebrews 11 is the great chapter on faith. And it goes through the whole cloud of witnesses in uh, chapter 11. And, um, but in verse 12, after giving us the whole faith hall of fame, he says, the, the writer of Hebrews writes, therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every encumbrance and sin which so easily entangles us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Verse 2. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Now remember, this is a verse that we married to Philippians 1.6. That uh, the, the God who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. I think it's important to tie that in here. Uh, verse 2. The author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Verse 3. Consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you, you and me, may not grow weary and lose heart. Uh, Paul Paul writes uh, something similar in Galatians 6.9. Also another life first chapter, or another life first to learn, Galatians 6.9. And then here's the hard verse. Uh, Hebrews twelve four. You have not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood in your striving against sin. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop there. That's an it's a wonderful chapter to know, but I encourage you to build on the progress you made in this Lenten season, and continue 
continue um, the upward journey to the high places, uh, continue to Christ have Christ be formed in you, and um, you know in um, uh, earlier in Hebrews in Hebrews six it says we let us um, press on a maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and faith towards God. And so I think that's uh, something that's um, important to know that we move on to maturity. Um, that we, and we don't have to lay again a, a foundation of repentance. Um, so anyways, th- those would be my words of encouragement to you coming out of of Lent as we get into Holy Week and um, um, just to, you know, seek to walk with God and uh, with a new resolve, uh, with a resolve to, to resist sin, to honor God with your time and your talent and your treasure to take inventory of your spiritual gifts love, joy, faith kindness, gentleness goodness self-control take a look at um you know, we talked in the past about uh, Psalm 1 and what does it mean to be a firmly rooted tree? And um, there was a blog post about this on the website and actually I'm going to rewrite it because the Lord's spoken to my heart more about it. But think about that tree, that what do trees do? It says in, in Psalm 1 that if we know the word of God, will be like firmly rooted trees that are deeply rooted along streams of living water. And a firmly rooted tree is good to lean on, provides shade, provides good fruit. You know, it's leafy. It provides good air. But the thing about the tree to know, and it's, it's a... Um, it's a metaphor for our life. The tree provides shade and stability and fruit, sustenance, which we might even call wisdom. To whoever happens upon it. And that's what it means to be fruitful. That we want to be fruitful trees that portray the virtues of Christ to whoever happens upon our path. Whoever falls into our tapestry. And because there are no loose threads, uh, the Lord is weaving a tapestry of of divine ordinance and eternal goodness and we need to look at the folks the Lord brings into our tapestry 
and now uh, you know, they they come into the fold somewhere. So I just wanted to to paint that picture for you. So there you go, a tree and a blanket, <laughs> or a quilt, or I don't know. Uh, but anyways, you get the analogy. I was trying to paint a picture there, just as you do your self-examination. Um, some things to consider and some things to pray about. And, and if you're not sure, if you struggle with some of those things, just ask the Lord saying, yeah, I'm not good at this. And, you know, that's, you know, God knows that. And he just waiting for you to say that because, you know, ultimately we're all, trying to come to the end of ourselves that we might uncover our true self and our true identity for eternity and live that out on this side of heaven until the appointed time. So that's all I wanted to say. I knew that I should not have promised a short episode because I knew this would happen. But I just want to pray for us and, you know, excited to get to the morning so that we can get down this path. It's always really good. Father God, thank you for today. Thank you for the gift of community in your church and your word and your spirit and the things that we're going to get to enjoy this week lord we're, we're super excited and we just pray just lord i just pray for folks to come to know you i pray that the church it would be a place of welcoming those who are afraid to come in i pray that collectively we would put on display the forbearing spirit that you give us that we truly love our neighbors as ourselves. That we create safe space for people who need to tell their story. That we would help people on a path to healing and a path to knowing you, on a path to saving faith, on a path to becoming salt and light. That we would help this week, we'd help people trade despair for hope. That we'd help people grow their faith in an unreasonable way. pray that in our time with you you would shine a light on the things that need to be fixed you would shine a light on the good things too that you would shine a light on the things that that you are pleased with us Lord we know one day we, we all want to hear the words well done good and faithful servant
Lord, we thank you and we praise you and we're grateful. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. You know, as we exit here, um, I want to share a song with you that I would just encourage you to make a prayer. Um, this is not the song I had picked out an hour ago, but I just looked at my other screen and there it is. And I'm like, you know, that's perfect. And, um, I, I remember when I first heard this song, um, about eight years ago and, um, it was perfect timing and, um, and my lady friend had called me and said, have you heard this song and how it moved her? And it was, uh, it was just great timing. It's called Completely by Among the Thirsty. And I just pray that it would speak to your heart in these next few minutes as you firm up your resolve to walk with God and to serve him with gladness and singleness of heart. God bless everyone, and we'll be talking soon um, as we get deeper into Holy Week. Thanks so much. I'm feeling so small I'm standing here weeping As I'm coming clean Of the secrets I'm keeping I've caused so much pain To the ones I love the most And I'm falling apart As I carry my heart To your throne I'm completely surrendering